بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا كثيرًا أما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه المعجز بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بل الله يمن عليكم أن هداكم للإيمان إن كنتم صادقين صدق الله العظيم وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has afforded us the opportunity to be present on Yawmul Jumu'ah. It is the last day of the month of Rabi'u Thani. And after today, there will be four months remaining for the month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to commence our preparation for the month of Ramadan. Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah says that I know many such people referring to the scholars of his time that would prepare and anticipate the arrival of the month of Ramadan six months before Ramadan. And after the month of Ramadan, the next six months they would spend contemplating about the weaknesses and the defects in their actions during the month of Ramadan. And he said, Ramadan." It was as if the entire year was the month of Ramadan. May Allah give us that type of spirit. Respected brothers in Islam and mothers and sisters, this is the end of our working and academic year. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the tawfiq he has given us to do various a'mal, whether it be the past month of Ramadan, whether it be the month of Hajj, the season of Hajj, and the various other good actions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given us tawfiq to carry out through his mercy and, and fadl. He had given us tawfiq to perform salah. Many of us were engaging in charitable works, in social activities, uplifting the community and the society, assisting our fellow human beings. Many people did various good deeds. And this is tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But more important than all the good deeds that we have done collectively throughout our lives, respected brothers and sisters in Islam, is for us to ensure and understand that the iman that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with needs to be protected and preserved until the day we leave this world. So thabat and firmness and steadfastness on iman is more important than our engaging in the various activities of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which have their merit and importance in our lives. And this is why Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik radiallahu an who was a servant of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a hadith narrated by Imam Ahmad, Imam Abu Dawood and At-Tirmidhi, the famous compilers of hadith. He said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Abundantly, we would hear him say, Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenik. And this is a very easy dua, which we should all try to become habitual with and learn it, inshaAllah. Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenik. Oh, the changer and the turner of hearts, 
make my heart firm on your deen. Now Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would make this dua abundantly. In fact, in one hadith, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, why do we hear you making this dua so often? And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna quloob al-ibadi bayna isba'ini min asabi'i rahman yuqallibuha kayfa yasha, insha'a azagha. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that the hearts of human beings are in the full control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person does not know which way his heart can be swayed. So amongst the practices that the Sahaba and those who followed in their footsteps adopted to ensure that they maintained a level of firmness and steadfastness on that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed them with was firstly to realize and acknowledge that the good that they are doing is not out of any amazing feat from their side, but it is tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this iman, respected brothers and sisters in Islam, especially at a time like this at the end of the year when we have dropped our guard, everybody is relaxed and everybody is free, it is very easy for us to fall into activities or into that frame of mind in which we can cause harm to our iman. And the iman which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored us with, it's one amongst many of the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the verse which I recited before you reminds us and he says, It is truly the favor and bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he blessed you with iman. He blessed you with guidance and hidayah. And this iman is that core belief that we acknowledge that everything we have is from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created everything from nothing. He brings into existence from non-existence. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of his creation. He does not resemble his creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not a form or a shape or restricted to time, place or dimension. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beyond what we can comprehend. Sayyidina Ali Zainul Abidin, the great grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, used to say, Whatever you try to formulate in your mind, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not like that. So this full iman and tawakkul and reliance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ma kan, wa whatever happens is with the will of Allah. If Allah does not will it, it can never happen. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a hadith, that a person will not attain perfection of Iman. Until he has full conviction that what came his way could never have missed him and what missed him was never meant to come to him. This is the type of Iman which we, alhamdulillah, grew up with and we have to maintain it and remind ourselves constantly. This platform on the day of Jumu'ah is not only a platform, platform in which we need to discuss current affairs. The most current affair is for us to ensure that we leave this world with Iman. What bigger disaster can there be for a person who lives his life in the form of a Muslim and by the time he leaves this world, he doesn't realize that he has left this world without Iman. Rasulullah says in a hadith, a well-authenticated hadith, Badiru bil a'mali fitanan Hasten towards establishing actions in your life of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before that time comes when fitna will overwhelm you. Tests and trials and tribulations will befall you. 
And he further on says, عليه الصلاة والسلام يصبح الرجل مؤمنا This time will be when a person wakes up and he seems to be in a state of belief and faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But by the time the sun sets, he has been deprived. وَيُمْسِي كَافِرًا He's been deprived of his iman. وَيُمْسِي مُؤْمِنًا وَيُصْبِحُ كَافِرًا And the nightfall comes and he is in a state of iman. And the next morning he is deprived of his iman. Sometimes, and I mentioned this previously, we think, I used to personally think, how is it possible for a person to, to, to go to bed or to be alive in the evening and wake up in a state of not having iman? Because if you're sleeping, you are not answerable to anything. Even if a person utters a wrong word in his sleep or in his dream, there's no accountability for that. He's not mukallaf. But there are certain activities, if a person engages in those activities, it could be detrimental to one's iman. A person could utter something which is harmful to, towards his iman. Or he could view something which is contrary and harmful to his iman, and he falls asleep in that state. So he falls asleep in a state where his iman has left his heart. Rasulullah says in a hadith, لا يزني الزاني حين يزني وهو مؤمن A person while committing the act of zina, it's as if his iman has been extracted from his heart at that time. So a person is in an activity in which his iman does not want to be in his heart and he falls asleep in that state. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And a few days ago, a respected iman mentioned that one of the beautiful virtues of, of performing wudu before you sleep. In a hadith it is mentioned, you perform wudu and you sleep, your ruh and your soul is taken beneath the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and malaika are making dua for us. May Allah give us tawfiq to practice on that sunnah. So looking after this iman, respected brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves this iman to be protected. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves for you to have iman. And he wants it to be beautiful in your heart. Allah dislikes for your ingratitude and the highest form of ingratitude is to disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That being who has brought everything into existence and the entire universe the Milky Way galaxy or the, the, the system in which we find ourselves. The human placement in the entire universe is less than zero in comparison to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. And this nothing, this being who is worth nothing, attributes something to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no greater form of ingratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than that. And therefore, Rasulullah gave us those certain signs which we need to check as an examination for us, introspection to see what is the level of my iman. Alhamdulillah, everybody has iman. We believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the points that I, that I indicated to. Rasulullah says, That believer has tasted the sweetness of iman. Man radiya billahi rabba. Who with his heart happily expresses that Allah is his Rabb. Allah is my sustainer. Whatever happened to me in this year, whatever happened to me in my life, is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willed that I needed to lose something, or a family member passed away, or a loved one passed away, or I, had, I suffered some difficulty, it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that person who is pleased with Allah in whichever state he finds himself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow him to taste the sweetness of iman. 
Tasting the sweetness of Iman means when he does acts of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he doesn't feel it as a burden. He feels comfortable obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it is time to perform salah, it's not a load on his shoulder which he wishes to just shrug off and get rid of. And that person who is happy with Islam as his religion. He is happy with Islam. He is happy to be identified as a Muslim. He doesn't conceal his pleasure being attached to Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this means even expressing it in the form of, of his words, verbally articulating it or through his actions, not being shy when we're traveling and we're going for a holiday somewhere and it's time for salah and we need to perform salah and we feel, how am I going to wash my hands and how am I going to wash my feet? Other people expose other part of their, the, the private parts of their body in public when they relieve themselves and we afraid to open our feet and wash our feet when it's time to perform wudu for salah. May Allah give us tawfiq. So a sign of iman, the sweetness of iman will be tasted when a person openly expresses his allegiance to Islam. He is happy to be a Muslim. That person who is pleased and happy to acknowledge that Sayyidina Rasulullah is the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this individual who constantly keeps a focus on his iman, he will not be deceived by the two attacks of shaitan, which Imam al-Ghazali says are the madakhil of shaitan. The entry points of shaitan into the life of a person. One is shahawat, carnal desires and temptation. This is one avenue through which shaitan comes into the life of a person. And the second is shubuhat. They sound very similar. Shubuhat means doubts. So he's exposed to various ideologies. We, we travel abroad or we meet other people from different backgrounds and we are exposed to certain things and they mention things which cast a, a type of doubt on what we have understood. A Muslim at the time when he is challenged with the test, he turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says, Radiitu billahi rabba. I'm pleased with Allah as my Rabb. I'm not going to allow anything to shake my iman. And this was something which was found generally in the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. There's one Sahabi, his name is Abdullah ibn Hudhafa radiallahu anhum. Now this Sahabi, this companion was not as highly ranked as the ones we commonly hear, Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Umar, as those Sahaba radiallahu anhum. And he was a very jovial character. In other words, whenever Rasulullah sallallahu used to see him, he would laugh. There are some people like that, when you just see them, you start smiling or you laugh. There are some friends we have like that, when we interact with them, before they start talking to you, you already start smiling. He was one of those people. He was captured by a Roman emperor with some other companions. And they heard that there is a companion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the group, which they wanted to use as an example to try to persuade them to leave the deen of Islam. And then use that as an example to, to, to turn other people away from Islam. That if the companion of Sayyidina Muhammad وسلم, has turned away from deen, from Islam, then what excuse do you have? So Abdullah bin Hudhafa was approached by this emperor and asked, first with being tempted with wealth, that I am prepared to give you half of my kingdom if you denounce Islam and you accept the religion which I am presenting to you. So Sayyidina Abdullah radiallahu anh, said, O king, if you give me your entire kingdom only for the split second or the, the blink of an eye and you take it back thereafter, even for that amount of ownership of your kingdom, I'm not prepared to leave this deen. The king then thinks of another approach and he has him locked up and imprisoned. And while he is locked up, he sends a lady to seduce the Sahabi Abdullah bin Hudhafa radiallahu anh. 
And she goes and she tries to speak to him. And while he is, while he is sitting, he closes his eyes and he recites the verse of the Quran. قُلْ إِنِّي أَخَافُ إِنْ عَصَيْتُ رَبِّي Rasulullah is instructed to say, Inni akhafu, I fear. عصيت, if I'm going to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, عظيم, the adab of a great day, the day of Qiyamah. And he constantly recited this verse. She comes out and she says to the king, Ayyuhal Malik, La adri arsaltani ila hajarin am ila bashar. I don't know, have you sent me to a king or to, to a human being or to a stone? He's not responding. فَإِنَّهُ مَا عَرَفَ أَنِّي because he doesn't know if I'm a man or he didn't even realize what's my gender. He just remains still reciting some verses. The king then thought, okay, let us try another approach. This is the firmness of Iman. Respected brothers in Islam, these temptations will come to you and I as well. There will be tests of this nature in our lives. And we have these examples to fall back onto. We can reflect on the examples of those who stayed in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. How at that time of the test they turned to their hearts. They turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they ensured that they didn't break the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and protected, protected the iman. So he's kept hungry for three days, Abdullah bin Hudhafa radiallahu And the first day the king presents the same offer of him denouncing Islam and accepting their religion. He refuses, he remains silent. The second day without any food or drink. The third day he is absolutely exhausted and hungry and thirsty. And the king tells him, okay, there is some khinzir and swine and alcohol. You can partake of that. It's nice and cold. So he says to him, you know, O king, that in the state of desperation, Sharia has given us a dispensation for us to be able to consume enough to survive. But I'm not willing to do that at the expense of you mocking the ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So I'm not going to do that. Then the king says, okay, I need to get something out of him. He has him fastened up against the target and he tells the archers, shoot arrows at him, intentionally missing him. And each time they would present this request that he should leave Islam and accept their religion. And they do that and he says, وَرَبِّ الْكَعْبَ I swear by the Rabb of the Kaaba, I will, I will never leave the deen of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Then eventually the king becomes desperate and he prepares two huge pots filled with oil and he lights a fire and he instructs two of the Muslims to be thrown into those pots. And he tells Sayyidina Abdullah, look at what is going to happen to you. Sayyidina Abdullah radiallahu anhu says, whatever it might be, but my iman is more important to me. And to them as well. They did not denounce the, the deen. They were thrown in and they passed away. It was his turn. So the king says, take him and throw him in. As they were taking Sayyidina Abdullah and they're dragging him, he's looking down and he begins to weep. And the executioner tells the king, he's crying. Perhaps it's the right moment to, to take advantage of him. And they summon him and ask him, why, why are you crying? Are you prepared now to accept? He said, no. So why are you crying? He says, as I was going down, my gaze fell on my body and my arms. And I saw, noticed the strands of hair on my body. And I said to myself, oh Allah, I only have one life to give to protect this iman. How I wish that I had the amount of lives equal to the strands of hair on my body and each life be thrown into those spots in those spots to display my allegiance and my iman to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This king says, Ya Allah, well, how do you defeat such people? Then, because he needed to have the last say, the king said, okay, listen, the last thing is, kiss my forehead, and then I'll set you free. So even at this time, Sayyidina Abdullah thought, 
I need to do something for the benefit of my community. So he says, I'll kiss your forehead on condition that you, don't, you release me and the entire group of Muslims that are with me. So the king just, he had no other way, no other option he gave in and he said, yes, if you, if you do that, if you kiss my forehead, I will release all of you. So Abdullah stands up and he kisses the forehead of this king and they were all released. When they come back to Medina Munawwara, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab hears the entire development that they experienced. And then he is so emotional, he stands up in the masjid, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab. And he says, حَقٌّ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ مُسْلِمٌ أَنْ يُقَبِّلَ رَأْسَ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ بْنِ حُذَافَ وَأَنَا أَبْدَأَ It is an instruction from the Amirul Mu'mineen that each one of you stand up and kiss the forehead of Abdullah ibn Hudhafa and I will start and he stood up and he kissed the forehead of Abdullah ibn Hudhafa radiallahu A true display, a manifestation of how a person should go out of his way to try to protect and defend his iman. And this is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam constantly used to make this dua, Ya Muqallib al-Qulub. And we should make this dua as well. Respected brothers, if we have lots of hajj and lots of nafil salah and lots of recitation of Quran and we do great work in, in, in our communities and societies and in our countries and we, we support various types of uh, programs in which humanity is supported and, and benefits, but we leave this dunya without iman, it is worth nothing. And if a person has iman, and he has his defective actions, there's some weakness, and he understands that there is a weakness, and he repents and turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that person is, with certainty will enter into Jannah with the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And amongst these, the important points which we need to keep in mind, respected brothers, is that when a person does something wrong, if we commit a sin, it is the main characteristic of a believer that we acknowledge that it is a sin. There is nobody infallible besides the Anbiya salam, besides Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Anbiya salam, everybody commits sins. But when a Muslim commits a sin, he acknowledges that it is a sin. And this is the quality of Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam. When he made that mistake, he said, Rabbana zalamna anfusana. Oh Allah, we oppressed ourselves. We did the wrong thing. And we turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The crying matter of today, respected brothers and sisters in Islam, is that many of us are doing wrong and we're trying to justify the wrong. Whether it be taking alcohol, whether it be engaging in haram relationships, whether it be openly rejecting those things which are, in terms of sharia, known to be necessities of deen. In the terminology of sharia, if something has been established in the text of the Qur'an as part of deen, for example, the obligatory nature of salah, and somebody says, no, salah is not fard, it is not obligatory. That is a nullifier, invalidator of one's iman. If a person knows, we all know, aqimu salata wa zakah, zakah is fard, salah is fard, and a person says, no, zakat is not, it is not obligatory upon me, it is just a tax, it is some form of oppression. And he rejects the obligatory nature of zakah, that is something which invalidates one's iman. If a person, now a person doesn't give zakah, it doesn't invalidate the iman. It's a major sin. But the iman is still intact. A person commits zina. It's a major sin. It's amongst the mubiqat, the destructive sins that can destroy the, the dunya and the akhirah of a person. But he, it doesn't destroy his iman. But if he engages in that activity and justifies it and says it's not haram, then he takes himself out of the fold of Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us in our iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us many years of barakah in our iman, in our deen and our amal. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a means 
of presenting the true deen of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the perfect character and beautiful qualities of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so that this beautiful deen could be understood and it can be a means of the salvation and success of the entire humanity till the day of Qiyamah wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول
الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا كثيرًا أما بعد عباد الله فإني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله تقوى الله تعالى لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها واعلموا أن من اتقى الله سبحانه وتعالى عاش قوياً وسار في بلاد الله آمنا ومن ضيع التقوى وأهمل أمرها تغشته في العقبى فنون الندامة أيها المؤمنون بالله سبحانه وتعالى إن الرحمن قد عرض الأمانة على السماوات والأرض والجبال فأبين أن يحملنها وأشفقن منها وحملها الإنسان إنه كان ظلوما جهولا إذا خان في أدائها والقيام بحقها وإنه الرفيع القدر الذي لا يصل إلى ما أعطي سماوات ولا أرضون ولا جبال إذا قام بحقها ورعى حرمتها أيها المؤمنون بالله سبحانه وتعالى ائتمنكم خالقكم على التوحيد والإيمان وأتمنكم على الشريعة التي شرعها على يد الأمين المأمون عليه الصلاة والسلام وإن من الأمانة على الإيمان أن لا يخالط قلوبكم خوف شيء من مخلوقات الله تعالى فوق مخافة الله موقنين بحق واعلم أن الأمة لو اجتمعت على أن ينفعوك بشيء لم ينفعوك إلا بشيء قد كتبه الله لك وإن اجتمعوا على أن يضروك بشيء لم يضروك إلا بشيء قد كتبه الله عليك رفعت الأقلام وجفت الصحف فما شاء الله كان وما لم يشأ لم يكن إن ينصركم الله فلا غالب لكم وإن يخذلكم فمن ذا الذي ينصركم من بعده وعلى الله فليتوكل المؤمنون أيها المؤمنون بالله جل جلاله وتعالى في علاه راعوا الأمانة في ثقتكم بالإله واعتمادكم عليه وتوكلكم عليه ورجوعكم إليه وقوموا بالأسباب على الوجه الذي يرتضيه سبحانه وتعالى وجه العبودية وجه الخضوع والخشوع وجه الاعتماد على الإله وحده معتنين بأقوى الأسباب وهي أحوالنا مع الملك الوهاب في أمانة الشريعة في أمانة التكليف في أمانة الأوامر والنواهي وإن أقوى الأسباب لفساد الأرض ومن عليها معصية الله ومخالفة شريعته وقطيعة الرحم وعقوق الوالدين والظلم والبغي والعدوان وعدم التواصي بالحق والصبر وأكل الربا إلى غير ذلك من الموبقات التي توقع الناس في الشدائد والبليات والآفات وأقوى الأسباب لصلاح المدن والقرى والبلاد الإيمان والتقوى ولو أن أهل القرى آمنوا واتقوا لفتحنا عليهم بركات من السماء والأرض ولكن كذبوا فأخذناهم بما كانوا يكسبون اللهم صل وسلم على الأمين المأمون ونجنا من كل هون ومن موجبات الخزي والهون في الدنيا ويوم يبعثون وارزقنا الإيمان والتقوى في الظهور والبطون يا من يقول لشيء كن فيكون يا رب العالمين والله سبحانه وتعالى يقول وقوله الحق المبين وإذا قرئ القرآن فاستمعوا له وأنصتوا لعلكم ترحمون 
أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم واسمعوا وأطيعوا وأنفقوا خيرا لأنفسكم ومن يوق شح نفسه فأولئك هم المفلحون أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين له النعمة وله الفضل وله الثناء الحسن صلوات الله البر الرحيم والملائكة المقربين على سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه الطيبين الطاهرين الميامين أما بعد أيها المسلمون اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون واعلموا أن الله سبحانه وتعالى قد أمرنا بأمر عظيم أمرنا بالصلاة والسلام على نبيه الكريم فقال عز وجل إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك وتحنن وترحم على حبيبنا وسيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه الطيبين الطاهرين خصوصا على الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي رضي الله عنهم وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين والأئمة الأربعة المجتهدين أبي حنيفة ومالك والشافعي وابن حنبلي وسادات علمائنا المحققين وعنا معهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وارضى عنا وتقبل منا وأدخلنا الجنة ونجنا من النار وأصلح لنا شأننا كله اللهم انصر المسلمين المظلومين المستضعفين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم أمدهم بأمدادك يا رب العالمين وانصرهم على أعدائك أعداء الدين اللهم شتت شمل أعداء المسلمين ومزق جمعهم اللهم أهلكهم كما أهلكت عادا وثمود وخذهم أخذ عزيز مقتدر اللهم أنبت أولادنا في الإسلام نباتا حسنا وجعلهم من الأبرار والمتقين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون واذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون قوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله كان يسيتنا الصفوف فلن دقابس
لا اله الا الله سووا صفوفكم كان لسيت ان الصفوف الله اكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إن يَعْلَمُ الْجَهْرَ وَمَا يَخْفَى وَنُيَسِّرُكَ لِلْيُسْرَى فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّ فَعَتِ الذِّكْرَى سَيَذَّكَّرُ مَنْ يَخْشَى وَيَتَجَنَّبُهَا الْأَشْقَى الَّذِي يَصْلَى النَّارَ الْكُبْرَى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الحمد حمدا كثيرا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم 
غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala seyyidina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve ashabihi ecma'in. Allahümme ente selamu minke selam. Tebarakta ya zel celali vel ikram. Allahümme inna nes'aluka l'afwa vel afiyah vel muafatet daimah fid dini ve dünya vel ahirah vel fawza bil cenneti vel necate minel nar. Allahümme thabbitna alel iman ve emitna alel iman ve ahşurna yevmel kıyameti ma'al iman. يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعبادك الصالحون ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعبادك الصالحون أنت المستعان عليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين